baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Wichita's number one talk. Good morning, 7 o'clock. This is the KNSS Morning News with Steve and Ted. I'm Steve McIntosh. Severe storms, including tornadoes, rumble across Kansas and parts of Oklahoma. We have the story. I'm Rodney Price. I felt it. A small earthquake that rumbled through East Wichita Saturday night. That story is ahead. I'm KNSS, meteorologist and holiday. Last night, we had an early season appearance of severe weather. That threat has now moved on off to the east of us. We'll tell you what type of weather to expect for the rest of today in just a few minutes. In southwest Kansas, the Seward County Emergency Management Director says four to five homes in Liberal have moderate to severe damage, and another 10 to 12 homes have moderate damage, apparently from a tornado. In Finney County, the National Weather Service says a tornado was observed three miles northwest of Plymel. Another tornado was observed nine miles west of Calvesta. Quarter-sized hail reported at Ulysses and an 83-mile-an-hour wind gust clocked near Garden City. Pea-sized hail and winds of 60 miles per hour reported in the Wichita area as the line of thunderstorms moved through Sunday night. No injuries or major damage reported. The National Weather Service reports 92 hundredths of an inch of rain near Eisenhower Airport as of midnight, and that's a record for the date. Did you hear or feel it? A small earthquake rumbled in Wichita late Saturday night. The magnitude 2.3 quake was centered in East Wichita near 13th and Webb Road at 11.48 p.m. The quake was measured at a depth of 1.2 miles. No damage was reported. We've provided a map of the epicenter on the web story at knssradio.com. Rodney Price, KNSS News. One person died in a house fire in South Wichita. This happened in the 1100 block of South Wichita Friday morning. First responders found the house in flames and search efforts were limited to just one bedroom because the fire was so intense. After the fire was knocked down, firefighters found one person's body in a part of the home that had been heavily involved in fire. That person's name has not been released, and the cause of the fire has not been determined or released. A 26-year-old Newton woman died in a crash north of Wichita Friday afternoon on I-35 at 101st Street. Kansas Highway Patrol says Rebecca Shields died after her southbound vehicle crossed the median and into the northbound lanes of the interstate and then was hit by a semi-trailer. The semi-driver, a man in his 50s, not hurt. Investigators have not said why the car crossed the media. A medical plane crashed in Nevada Friday, killing all five people on board. The National Transportation Safety Board is conducting an investigation to determine the cause of that crash. NTSB Vice Chairman Bruce Landsberg laid out some of what they know uh, during a news conference Sunday. The last radar return was at about 11,000 feet, and um, the evidence we have at this point is that the aircraft broke up in flight. And the names of the dead have not been released from that air crash in Nevada. 
Norfolk Southern will begin shipping the toxic waste today from this month's train wreck in East Palestine, Ohio, to approve toxic dumping facilities within Ohio. Fox's Mike Tobin has the latest from East Palestine. They didn't have anywhere to ship the contaminated material uh, that was being removed from the site here. And the problem came from the fact that they, they were shipping the soil and water to a couple of other states, but hadn't informed state officials. So those state officials stopped it in their home states. Now the contaminated water, specifically water used to fight the fire, will go to a deep injection well in Vicar, Ohio, three hours away. And the contaminated soil is going to an incinerator in East Liverpool, Ohio, about a half hour from here. 15 truckloads or 210 tons of contaminated soil went to a facility in Wayne County, Michigan. Half a million gallons of firefighter water was shipped to Harris County, Texas, but officials there say no one informed them they were getting the hazardous waste. Norfolk Southern CEO told reporters his company will take the necessary steps to ensure the long-term health of the community and become a safer railroad. KNSS News Time now, 7.04, four minutes past 7 o'clock. Shocker basketball team, well, they got a win yesterday. We'll tell you all about what happened coming up in sports. A new study finds daily marijuana use can increase your risk of cardiovascular disease. That story coming up on the KNSS Morning News with Stephen Ted. The KNSS Morning News with Stephen Ted. It's 7.08 now, eight minutes past 7 o'clock. The Wichita City Council will hold a workshop at City Hall Tuesday, tomorrow. They plan to discuss the results of a citizen survey and hear a recommendation about the use of plastic bags from a task force. The council will also learn more about fireworks use during the 4th of July in a report from the Wichita Fire Department. The United Nations Human Rights Council is meeting, starting today through the beginning of April. The U.N. Human Rights Council says in their first week they'll hear from 125 dignitaries, including the presidents of the Democratic Republic of the Congo and Colombia, as well as the Prime Minister of the Czech Republic. They will hold discussions on the U.N. strategy for youth, as well as on the death penalty, and the High Commissioner will give updates on the human rights situations in Nicaragua and Sudan. President Biden rejoined the United States to the Human Rights Council after the Trump administration pulled us out. Current member countries include Pakistan, Qatar, China, Somalia, and Sudan. The council's agenda for the six weeks indicates the only discussion regarding human rights as it pertains to Russia and Ukraine will occur at the end of March. Jessica Rosenthal, Fox News. A new study finds daily marijuana use can increase your risk of cardiovascular disease. Cannabis is becoming legal in an increasing number of states. And now a study finds people who use pot daily are more than a third more likely to develop coronary artery disease compared with people who never use the drug. That's according to a study presented at a recent meeting at the American College of Cardiology. Researchers studying the habits of 175,000 people. They say as a result of the findings, it's important for people to be aware that cannabis use is not without risk and to be sure to inform their doctor if they use cannabis so they can take steps to monitor their heart health. Sue Guzman, Fox News. 
Today, the U.S. Senate takes part in a tradition that dates back to the 1800s. Every February, George Washington's farewell address is read aloud on the floor of the Senate to commemorate his birthday. It dates back to 1893 and alternates between the political parties. Without a strict regard, Republican Senator Conrad Burns of Montana read it in 1991. In 1994, Democratic Senator Carol Mosley Braun of Illinois became the first black senator to read it. To return, Nebraska Republican Senator Ben. Sass read it in 2017. Fans of the Broadway show Hamilton will recognize some of the words as read last year by Vermont Democratic Senator Patrick Leahy. This year's address is being read by Oklahoma Republican Senator James Lankford. Tanya J. Powers, Fox News. KNSS News Time now, 7.10, 10 minutes past 7 o'clock. We had a traffic accident. This is at Bonnie and George Washington Boulevard. We'll avoid the area for the time being or at least watch for a slowdown there again. Uh, Washington or George Washington Boulevard and Pawnee. Watch out in that area. Traffic update from 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. I'm Jad Chambers. And now the KSN Storm Tracker 3 forecast with Kansas Today meteorologist Ron L. Williams. Good morning, Ron L. Hey, good morning, Steve. How are you doing? Quite a bit uh, different from last week when a couple of those days I had to really bundle up and put on my that part of my gloves and everything to come to work. And this morning, uh, it's a little ple- more pleasant. At least the temperature's moderated a bit with that front that came through last night. Yeah, especially when it comes to, uh, you know, the severe weather that we had, especially in southwest Kansas, you know, unfortunately, uh, some people likely going to be cleaning up over the next few days, but at least we have some nice conditions for those cleanup efforts. And, uh, you know, as those storms swept through Wichita, woke me up last night, I'm sure, along with a lot of other people. Uh, But we were able to get some much needed moisture from those storms. Uh, So, uh, you know, going from uh, uh, wet weather to the potential for some more wintry weather as we get ready to head into the month of March. So for the forecast, expecting mostly sunny skies, high 68 degrees. Uh, just a couple degrees uh, shy of that 70-degree mark. A northwest breeze, still going to be gusty at times at 10 to 25 miles an hour. Uh, We'll have mostly clear skies tonight. Winds should lighten up a little bit, but still going to be a bit breezy at times. Low of only 35 degrees, so we should be able to stay above freezing. And then right back up to 68 degrees tomorrow with more sunshine and uh, a continued lingering breeze. Now starting to notice some midweek changes Wednesday as we head into the month of March. High 57 degrees, cooler than our Monday and Tuesday, but still not too bad for this time of year. Uh, Partly cloudy sky and a bit of a breeze as well. By the time we get into our Thursday, those clouds really going to thicken up quite a bit, and we'll see a chance of not only rain, but potentially a rain-snow mix uh, as we go through our Thursday. That better chance of uh, maybe seeing a few snowflakes mixing in, that's going to be during Thursday night, once those temperatures dip back down closer to freezing. But it does look like a lot of that moisture should move out by the time we get into our Friday. And temperatures turning colder, too. 43 on Thursday, 49 Friday, but then we'll bounce back over the weekend with more 50s and 60s ahead. So far, it looks like uh, this upcoming weekend uh, should be a nice one. Right now, we're at 47 degrees with a westerly breeze at 16 miles an hour, gusting up to 25, bringing that wind chiller that feels like temperature down to 41. And we also have barely a cloud in the sky right now. Record setting uh, uh, rainfall yesterday, 92 hundredths of an inch. Good enough for a record yeah. for, this de- for that date in Wichita. Yeah, that's right. And, you know, 
thankful to still get that moisture despite you know uh, being under that severe risk just because looks like it's going to take a few days before we have that next batch of moisture but uh, so far it looks like at least we'll have nice conditions until that arrives Thursday. well and not, not enough probably not enough rain out west uh, western part of the state to do much to break that drought the farmers really need a lot more rain than just that one session that came through last night yeah that's right and you know what uh, it looks like that next batch of moisture may not be in the form of rain. It looks like it may be snow that mm. they'll get. But, you know, Steve, I'm still hearing it from a lot of people out there at this point. You know, they'll they'll take whatever they can get. But, you know, we're starting to get into that time of year where moisture uh, probably going to be uh, uh, followed by uh, the potential for severe weather right, as well. You know, right. we're getting closer and closer to that busy season. And officially just, uh, you know, three weeks left in, in winter time. officially. So there you go. That's right. Things are going to be ramping up here pretty soon. And we saw that yesterday. Thank you, Ron L. The uh, KSN Storm Tracker 3 forecast with Kansas Today Meteorologist Ron L. Williams. Stephen, 10 of the morning here on KNSS 714 on a Monday morning. And uh, Ted Woodward taking the day off today. How about that? Again, nine tenths of an inch of rain, uh, 92 hundreds at Eisenhower Airport, breaking the record that was set in 1903. That uh, record had been a while, around for a while. On this next to the last day of February, the 27th, uh, on this date, in 2020, U.S. stocks posted their worst one-day drop since 2011 as worldwide markets plummeted amid growing anxiety about the coronavirus. The Dow tumbled nearly 1,200 points uh, in one day. Ugh, awful. Actor Joanne Woodward, 93 years old today. Of course, she's the widow of Paul Newman. I think, I, will, I looked it up this morning, I think Paul Newman died in t- 2006. It's been several years since Paul Newman uh, passed away. Anyway, they were a couple. They uh, were married a long time, had several children. She had uh, an Oscar for uh, Three Faces of Eve and was uh, an accomplished talent in her own right. Joanne Woodward is 93 today. Well, Sunday night, let's sit down Norman, Oklahoma, where Sunday night, uh, uh, Norman Police Department responding to storm damage on the south and eastern edges of Norman. Hmm. In their post, they said they are still assessing potential injuries and extent of all the damage. However, damage looks to be widespread injuries reported after at least seven tornadoes confirmed Sunday. Norman officials confirmed at least 12 weather-related injuries after talking with local hospitals. This is coming from uh, KOCO-TV's website. National Weather Service Storm Prediction Center, as as you know or may not know, is in Norman uh, on the south side of Oklahoma City. And uh, so <laughs> the National Storm Center right in the middle of the storm last night. Hmm. How about that? Yeah. And due to that potential for severe weather, most of the aircraft from the 22nd Air Refueling Wing on McConnell Air Force Base was relocated to outside the local area. They took, took the jets that were exposed and flew them someplace else and uh, just wanted to make sure they don't get damaged in any way, so... That's good. I imagine they'll be coming back probably today since it looks like we're going to have a, a real nice day. Bring them McConnell. You'll probably see the Jets landing. Maybe they already have. Maybe they started late or early this morning. All right, 717, Stephen Ted of the morning here on KNSS. And it's uh, time for sports here on this Monday morning. And again, Jad Chambers is on the sports desk, Jad. Shocker basketball. That's right. Shocker basketball. We'll go ahead and start with the the Shockers in action in New Orleans facing Tulane. You heard it yesterday over on 103.7 KEYN. Lob for Rojas. Catches, shovels to Poto. The shot is blocked. Rebound Rojas. 
spinning in there, stepped through left-hander, good. What a finish by Rojas, who now gets the Shockers back to a four-point lead. Great second effort by Wichita State that time, and, and James Rojas. Yeah, James Rojas had a uh, career-high 22 points uh, there in that win. Uh, Louisiana native Jerron Pierre Jr., a season-high 28 points in his return home. Craig Porter Jr. got a, uh, had a happy birthday. A 20, his 23rd birthday, he had a triple-double. Wichita State holds off Tulane 83-76. Next up, the Shockers are on the road. It's going to be a tough matchup because they're going to be facing the number one team in the nation, the Houston Cougars. That's coming up tomorrow night, so... Uh, Tough matchup coming up for the Shockers tomorrow. Uh, Shocker softball team wrapped up the North Texas Invitational Sunday. Two more wins. They defeated Northwestern State 5-2 and North Texas 5-3. The Shockers are 12-3 on the season, and they were perfect 4-0 in Denton, Texas for that North Texas Invitational, including a pair of wins over that North Texas team. They started the season ranked in the top 25. Sydney McKinney extended her hitting streak. It's now 30 Three straight games, the sixth longest hitting streak in NCAA history. And the Shocker softball just continues to uh, continues to win. Weekend sweep for the Shocker baseball team as well over Utah Tech. They won Friday five to three in ten innings, and then on Saturday they came back and just crushed the Trailblazers ten to three and ten to nothing in that doubleheader on Saturday. The Shockers improved to four and three. They returned to Wichita for their first home games of the season. Next week, or this week, Wichita State will host a three-game series against Oakland. That starts on Friday. Of course, tonight we'll be talking WSU baseball at 8 o'clock over on 97.5 and 1240 KFH. It's the WSU Baseball Coaches Show with head coach Lauren Hibbs. And that will be preceded by the Basketball Coaches Show. 6 o'clock, the Men's Basketball Coach Show with Isaac Brown. And at 7 o'clock, the Women's Basketball Coaches Show with Heatha Adams. Dewan Harris, one point shy of a career high as he scored 17 to help lift number three KU over West Virginia. It was a close one, though. 76-74. Marquise Noel had 22 points, eight assists, and four steals for number 14 Kansas State as they defeated Oklahoma State 73-68 on Saturday. The Wildcats' third straight win. With a loss to Baylor, Texas drops down to second in the Big 12. KU all alone at the top. K-State just behind Texas in third. The Wichita Thunder, not such a good weekend in Ohio versus the Toledo Walleye. The Toledo got a 5-1 to one win yesterday, and that capped off a weekend sweep of the Wichita Thunder. Wichita closes a four-game road swing at 7.05 to, uh, tomorrow night in Independence, Missouri against Kansas City, the Kansas City Mavericks. That's tomorrow night. And that is sports on Stephen Ted in the morning. 721 now. Keep it here for a house call for help. Recapping the top health stories of last week. That's coming up. Stephen Ted in the morning here on KNSS. Good morning, Steve McIntosh. Now 730 here on this Monday morning with Stephen Ted. 47 degrees. Violent vengeance in the West Bank. Israeli settlers going on a rampage after two were shot dead by a Palestinian. 
Palestinian officials say around 400 Jewish settlers took part in the attack, burning at least six houses and dozens of cars. Local medics say one man was killed and four others badly hurt. It followed a Palestinian gunman opening fire on a car, killing two brothers. Palestinian President Mahmoud Abbas says he holds the Israeli government fully responsible for the attacks. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu urging people not to take the law into their own hands. Jonathan Savage, Fox News. Kansas Representative Sean Tarwater tells KNSS News what's in the Apex bill. We pay 10% of their payroll for 10 years. Oh. And so that, that, gives us, that gives those companies kind of an unfair advantage in the, in the workplace marketplace and uh you know i don't know how they did three i don't know that the last one i don't have the details on the last one yet but we limited the apex bill to two years one per year and they used both of them sean tarwater was a guest sunday night on the john whitmer show on knss the nation's highest court is looking at a big biden administration agenda item student loan debt forgiveness The Biden administration's student loan forgiveness plan is up for debate at the Supreme Court. 21 Democrat-led states argue the president has grounds to forgive up to $20,000 for Pell Grant recipients and $10,000 for others. They claim the HEROES Act of 2003 allows the administration to forgive student loan debt in response to the COVID-19 national emergency. The GOP-led state challenges argue the plan is overreach without approval from Congress and that the plan will harm tax revenues. In Washington, Ryan Schmelz, Fox News. A new Fox News poll shows Americans are still feeling the effects of inflation and have concerns about how flying objects were handled. The economy is still clearly the most important issue for voters across America. More than half of respondents, 57%, say they have less money in their accounts than last year. More than three in four voters surveyed say the economy is in fair to poor shape. On those objects shot down from the skies, the president's handling of it was approved by 46%, but disapproved by 49%. But on the spy balloon and the other objects, more than half believe the reaction was appropriate. Grinnell Scott. Fox News. A Sedgwick County inmate was hospitalized after being stabbed with a makeshift weapon. It happened Friday morning when a 37-year-old inmate was assaulted by another inmate inside a housing unit. The injured inmate taken to a hospital where he was treated and later released. Suspect was identified as a 41-year-old man from Wichita and has been booked on additional charges. 731 now, Stephen Ted here on KNSS. Let's take a look at the forecast with KNSS staff meteorologist Dan Holliday. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. The severe thunderstorms that rolled through south-central Kansas last night brought us some gusty winds and also just over an inch of rain. It's going to be much quieter here today as we start the work week. Sunshine and breezy with a high 68 later on this afternoon. Clear, colder tonight, Tarlow 36, sunny and 67 Tuesday. I'm KNSS meteorologist Dan Holliday. Thank you, Dan. And right now we've got a partly cloudy sky, 47 degrees, and a west wind gusting to 25 miles per hour. Stephen, 10 in the morning here on KNSS. It is uh, 7.32 on a Monday morning. Time for Mondays with the mayor, with Wichita Mayor, uh, Wichita Mayor Brandon Whipple. Good morning, sir. I almost forgot your name there for a minute. <laughs> hey, Steve. Good morning. How are you? Yeah, I'm, it's Friday morning, and I'm struggling a little bit, Brandon, so... 
Bear with That's me today. Okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll get you some coffee. You'll be okay. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm drowning. I'm drowning in it, but I'm not doing much good. Hey, listen, a little nice little rain came through last night. Not a whole lot of, of activity. A little wind with it, but at least we didn't get blown away. You know. That's true. So far, so good. I mean, you know, you never know what the weather. Of course, we're all mindful of uh, the uh, destructive weather patterns that came through last year. Tornado hitting uh, Andover and everything. So. <laughs> Um, def- definitely mindful. So I, I'm a little, uh, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to jinx us by <laughs> uh, saying, you know, it's all good right now because you never know what's going to happen in the next few days. Oh yeah, yeah. And we've got about three weeks left in winter. That didn't mean anything. We've already started. The, we've started the so the tornado season. So anyway, uh, we got a meeting this. We got a workshop this week. Is that correct for the Wichita City Council? That's correct. So because this is our last meeting of the month, uh, we have a uh, consent agenda, which is usually just nuts and bolts type stuff. Although there is one item on the consent agenda I, I do want to point out, especially to your listeners. Uh, what we learned at the end of last year, we really pressed uh, uh, folks taking advantage of our rebate program when it comes to um, electric tools or, uh, or uh, stuff that conserves water. Um, and sadly, we got some feedback that there was a, a small gap between the budget of last year and this year where some folks went out, purchased items that qualified, uh, turned their receipts in, their, their paperwork, and the fund in December was out of money, only to be replenished, of course, in January. So uh, we do have an item to uh, retroactivate those funds. So if you are someone who went out, purchased uh, one of these qualifying items, uh, turned in your receipt and was denied, and now you can actually get that rebate back because, of course, we want people to uh, utilize these rebate programs. Uh, so that's one item on the agenda that I think actually uh, is more than just keeping the trains moving. So, uh, folks, if you, again, in December, November, if you bought one of these and were told the rebate program was out of money, uh, we're going to fix that for you this week. And when it comes to the workshop, uh, we just have a few items, uh, a few Interesting ones, though. We're, we're talking about fireworks, which I think is going to be – shouldn't be controversial, but definitely will be controversial. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, you can't win on this one. It's one of those where both sides of the argument, the ones who – you know, folks who are saying, hey, we should have less restrictions on fireworks, uh, I can see it from their point of view. And then the folks who, you know, say, hey, th- these are actually dangerous in our urban core. And, of course, we have a lot of dogs and folks who, um, you know, we have – larger population, particularly folks who uh, uh, who are older, who, who uh, might be sleeping during the time when some of these fireworks are going off. So it's a political issue I try to avoid, <laughs> but you really can't. Uh, so we're going to have an update on our annual fireworks report, which might actually start some conversations about, you know, if we should make some adjustments to our policy. You know, it's interesting. Just a quick personal note. I didn't realize this, but the last 4th of July, I was talking with my son who uh, served in the military in, in Iraq and Afghanistan. And I didn't realize that Scott, that he, when there's uh, fireworks going on, he, you know, he, he gets a little jumpy he, after being, being around that stuff. And so I, my own son, I didn't realize that. So, you know, these fireworks can be a little terrorizing for people like that and, and pets too as well. So, Oh, definitely. Mm-hmm. And the, the issue with it is about safety. And, and of course, uh, you know, we, we do have folks who um, – come back from from serving in the military who fireworks are are a little triggering to to some folks more than others. Uh, But also the real issue, and again, I I get the whole, hey, we we should have the right to do 
you know, to celebrate the 4th of July how we, how we want. The issue is usually uh, with fireworks that, that go beyond six feet uh, in, in the air because sure. they wind up, uh, you know, in the urban core, the way, particularly the way uh, our, our houses are laid out, um, it's so easy to get one of these fire, fireworks into someone's gutter or on someone's roof, and it, it causes real damage. I mean, this is, you know, if one house catches on fire uh, in some neighborhoods where the houses are closer, you can burn down multiple houses. And we saw that last year with, I think some kids were playing with some Roman candles or whatnot. And uh, that, you know, I think uh, and it caused a house fire. And it's, it's easy to think, well, this is big brother government is just stopping us from having fun. And yeah, that's part of it, I guess, when it comes to uh, uh, this, where it is more fun to have bigger, louder fireworks. But the reason behind it is a public safety reason. And I, uh, I think we toy around with these uh, ordinances to try to find that sweet spot. Uh, you know, could we allow larger fireworks in a smaller amount of time frame or, uh, or so on? But that's probably going to be the policy discussion moving forward. It's a really a no-win because, again, you can see it from all angles. Um, but, yeah, you know, we got to take on these type of uh, issues at the city level. So happy to do it. You're going to take on. You're going to talk about plastic bags, right? Yes, another another deep political issue, I guess. <laughs> well, <laughs> we get the report from the Plastic Bag Task Force. Uh, this was um, initiated a few years back, actually, and the goal was how do we reduce uh, basically not not just plastics when it comes to the idea of recycling and, and but also pollution, uh, trash that just winds up floating around Wichita, uh, just and winds up particularly in our water, uh, in our river, and so on. Uh, what's some of the stuff that we can do to prevent that uh, or to cut back on that in the future? Now, I do think that the task force uh, looks towards some cities who have taken stronger measures to reduce the use of single-use plastic bags. Um, I'm not sure if there will be any type of policy recommendation. I think that the will of the council is to look towards ways to encourage, you know, more responsible use of, of uh, single-use plastic, you know, so that it doesn't get out in the environment. Um, but I don't see much, I guess, knee-jerk type um, policy uh, uh, coming down. I, I think the council is pretty moderate on this issue and wants to um, make sure that we, you know, we're being responsible without uh, overreacting. You said uh, several years ago, and Dylan said they were going to go completely out of plastic. Uh, That's right. And uh, but I, I never heard any more about it. It was four or five years ago, and, and I haven't heard more about it. So I guess they abandoned the idea, at least for and now. That I think, and that I think was the the start of this task force. Um, I, I believe we actually had represent representatives from Dylan who are on the original task force as well. Yeah. Uh, but you know, it, it's more. And again, this this conversation has gone from a task force on um, single-use plastics uh, and basically litter. Uh, and now we, we have a sustainability board. You know, we actually are, are taking on uh, these type of issues at, at a uh, more in-depth level. Uh, so um, the, the, the city moving forward is looking towards policy that's not only about trash and recycling and litter, uh, but also about sustainability and, and, you know, what we can do to have a more healthy environment in general. So uh, the – and that's something that we didn't have, you know, a few years back. So I think the issue uh, winds up um, uh, kind of uh, becoming more uh, more of a diverse issue on when it comes to just environment and what can we do to be, be more healthy as a city. 
Uh, of course, we, we got uh, ozone season coming up. Uh, that yeah. was something that yeah. uh, Megan follows very closely, uh, who works at the city here. And so we, you know, we do have an invested interest in making sure that we have uh, good air, good, less trash, uh, you know, less uh, contamination in our water, of course. So I think that's as we move forward, we are leaving just the topic of plastic and, and bags that's important, but also going to a more overarching um, uh, discussion as we uh, think about the future of Wichita. Well, a couple of years ago, we talked about the fact that we probably need to plant, be planting some trees around Wichita, too. Now, that would help a lot, I think. Oh, yeah. So we actually have a plan to, to increase uh, the amount of trees we, we can plant. Sadly, uh, a lot of our trees, they, they have a a life cycle where you, you have some of the mature trees that wind up getting sick. And if, and I didn't know, I don't know enough about trees to be honest, but for what I'm told, these trees actually, they get sick. And just like us, they can pass that sickness or disease onto other trees. Hmm. Uh, so we have to take those trees out. Well, not all the time uh, does the city actually replant a tree once it removes a tree. Uh, so in a lot of times in our budget, when they're looking for things to cut, the trees wind up, getting 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 cut so uh, <laughs> no uh, pun intended right yeah, yeah. i mean budget wise uh so you know how can we actually replenish those trees there's uh not just a um you know a, a good environmental reason for it but it's also an economic uh issue as well we see that uh, our heat map actually shows that we have less trees in the lower income areas than we do in uh the more wealthy areas and what that does it makes those areas literally hotter uh than Areas yeah. with more of a tree canopy, sure. which means those folks are spending more money on uh, electricity to cool their houses in the uh, in the summertime. So, you know, there's a we we got to get back to a, a responsible plan to ensure that if we're going to remove a tree, we plant it, and then also what can we do to regain um, that tree canopy that we lost over the last decade or so. All right. Well, as always, thanks for being with us. We'll check in with you again next week on Mondays with the Mayor. With Wichita Mayor Brandon Whipple. Stephen Ted in the morning here. It's uh, 742 uh, on this Monday morning. And coming up, we got a uh, Wichita Business Journal update on the way. Fuselage issues again halt Boeing 787 Dreamliner deliveries. That's coming up. Stephen Ted in the morning on KNSS. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there.
there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Stephen Dead in the morning, KNSS, 747 on a Monday morning, and uh, three big things. Three. Basketball, Wichita State, 83, Tulane, 76. Two. Small earthquake rattles East Wichita Saturday night. No damage reported. One. Severe storms rumbled across Kansas and Oklahoma. Several tornadoes touched down. There was damage, some injuries, but so far, no fatalities reported. Three big things, Stephen Ted on KNSS. In traffic right now here in Wichita, we've got a traffic accident uh, Pontiac and George Washington Boulevard. Want to watch out for that? Stalled out vehicle northbound I-135 at the or sorry northbound I-235 at the ramp to K-42. Watch for a potential slowdown there, but the slowest traffic I'm seeing out there right now. Uh, northbound I-235 approaching the road construction there in that North Junction project. So northbound I-235 starting back around uh, uh, Meridian or so and headed towards the North Junction. Watch for a slowdown. Traffic update from 98.7 at 1330 KNSS. It's brought to you by Joe Dubrava and Carl's Goodyear Tire. Located downtown at Market and Waterman and online at carlstire.com. Your home for complete car care. Sunny and breezy today with a high of 68 degrees. Mostly clear tonight, the overnight low 36. And then Tuesday, it'll be sunny. Tomorrow's high up to 62 degrees. Now partly cloudy, a west wind gusting to 25 miles per hour and 47 degrees. Hatman Jacks, the nation's third largest hat store, can help you find just the right hat for any lifestyle. With the change in season coming soon, make sure you're ready for any kind of weather. Hatman Jacks is open Monday through Saturday, just north of Riverfront Stadium at the Clock Tower in Delano. Not a good day on Wall Street Friday. Stocks ending lower for the day and suffering their worst weekly declines of the year as the Fed's preferred inflation gauge rose last month at its fastest clip since June, adding to worries that the central bank may have to keep rates higher for longer to tame hot inflation. And Boeing stock among the Dow's biggest decliners after the plane maker halted deliveries of 787 Dreamliner jets because of a documentation issue. And Beyond Meat stock popping in a Dow market after the plant-based meat maker delivered a smaller-than-expected fourth-quarter loss, the Dow winners go. Goldman Sachs, J.P. Morgan Chase, and Chevron. The Dow decliners, Boeing, Microsoft, and Amgen. The Dow falling 337 points. The Nasdaq down 195. S&P 500 down 42. Hillary Barsky, Fox News. And now some uh, business news this morning from the Wichita Business Journal. Boeing has again halted deliveries of its 787 Dreamliner wide-body jet over an issue with the aircraft's fuselage. 
According to a report from the Puget Sound Business Journal, Boeing said it discovered an analysis error by a supplier related to the forward pressure bulkhead and alerted the Federal Aviation Administration. The company has put deliveries on hold while it responds to the issue. Quote, there is no immediate safety of flight concern for the in-service fleet, unquote, Boeing said in a statement to the Business Journal. The forward pressure bulkhead is part of the forward fuselage manufactured in Wichita by Spirit Aerosystems. Cargill has two new members in its C-suite. The Minneapolis-based parent company of the Cargill North American Protein Business, headquartered in Wichita, announced it has named Joanne Knight as CFO and appointed Philip Purser, make that Philippa Purser, as its head of strategy. Knight's appointment removes the interim tag from her role leading finance after she was named acting CFO in January following the departure of CFO Jamie Miller, who went on to be named CFO at EY Global. Purser has been with Cargill 32 years in a variety of leadership positions around the globe, most recently serving as the head of its agricultural uh, supply chain group for Europe, the Middle East, and Africa. Cargill's protein unit in Wichita employs around 1,000 people. And that's a look at local business news from the Wichita Business Journal here on this, uh, as I said, Monday, February 27th, 2023. Ted Woodward taking a day off today, and so uh, we're trying to fill his great big shoes. As, as he takes he need a little time off to... Recharge those batteries. We all do. So good for Maybe him. Maybe write some scripts for Gridiron Writing's coming up. Probably he's in there with his his royal typewriter just banging away. Yep. On a new script for Gridiron. Gridiron show coming up later on here in March. I Shelly got on the internet. I got on the web last night and uh, got our tickets for us ordered. Yep. And my son and a friend of mine, Bob, we're all going, three of us going on Saturday night this year, which is the 25th, which I believe that's my wife's birthday, but... She doesn't want to go to Gridiron, so we'll leave her at home. The tornado damage last night down Norman, Oklahoma, down in, uh, just south of Oklahoma City. You know, and they had a big tornado come through Moore uh, several years ago, Moore, Oklahoma, which is right next door to Norman. That's yeah, that's a that's a scary spot down there. Norman, Oklahoma, of course, is, is the uh, center of uh, storm forecasting for tornadoes. And this uh, tornado came through there just too, not too far from there. Now we're looking at maybe a dozen to 20 people injured in all of these storms here in Kansas and Oklahoma. But so far, I haven't seen any word of, uh, uh, of any fatalities. So that's good. Uh, and again, weather-wise, rain-wise, we got almost an inch here at Wichita at, at uh, Eisenhower Airport, 92 hundredths of an inch, enough to beat the old record for the date, which was 91 hundredths of an inch. That's a record set back in 1903. So you can say we had a record-setting rainfall uh, in Wichita Sunday night. And today is National Retro. What you got, Jay? You got a- yeah, um, just following this now that just coming out. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm hearing two different, uh, two different locations on this, but I'm pretty sure that the accident itself, northbound I-135, it appears to be south of, the, of uh, K-254, uh, up there, North Junction area, we've just got some really, really slow-moving traffic there. Uh, initially, when that came out, they were saying uh, the the mile post reference they gave would have been down in 
in South Wichita, down by 47th Street South, but not really seeing anything on cameras down there, but I am seeing a big backup uh, northbound on I-135 back up there at the North Junction. All right, uh, today is National Retro Day. Takes us back to a time before smartphones and the Internet. Every generation looks back and asks, remember when? Well, this celebration indulges our love for the good old days while remaining in the present National Retro Day. All right, coming up in the 8 o'clock hour is Stephen Ted this morning. Stay with us. We've got a lot, of, a lot more planned for you this morning. Uh, severe thunderstorms, uh, including tornadoes, coming up. Uh, tell you all about that and the severe weather in Kansas and Oklahoma. Jan has sports. He's on the sports desk for Ted this morning. What do you got in sports this morning, Jan? Well, this morning in sports, of course, we've got uh, the Shockers victorious yesterday, so we'll give you a little bit of a college basketball update, maybe some baseball and softball, too, coming up in sports. Plus entertainment use the blur. We've got the blur in the 8 o'clock hour. That's right. A couple of lawsuits to talk about in the blur in the entertainment world. Plus, well, box office numbers in from the weekend. We'll tell you all about it coming up. And we have Monday morning traffic and weather. Stay with us in the 8 o'clock hour. Steve and Ted on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives. Streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 